won't be like that. When? When the politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, collectively politicking with the show where I don't know, man. Hello, all you politinkrets out there in pod person land. Welcome back to another episode of Politinkering. I am your host, Sean Faw. <laughs> and joining me as always is uh, Joseph Bonnier. Hello. Please clap. Oh my God. You, you just, you did it right. Uh, yeah, I gave you a little jab. Yeah, but you mean you only hit one key this oh, time? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I was watching my fatness. Are is you are your fingers on a diet? Uh, my whole <laughs> body's on a diet, but not really. I'm just you know I'm fat. So uh, joining me also is uh, Sean O'Brien. How are you today, sir? I'm well. I didn't I didn't know you were going to ask me how I was. I was oh okay. Boo I was I was excited. Man. I was just going to wave. Boo this man. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. It was a request. I was just going <laughs> to wave like after you introduced me. and, then, it's, and that It's not one, a visual medium, I know. That's sorry. why it's funny. And I was going to see what you guys would do to make fun of me. But you asked me a question directly. And I didn't. Mm. I had. I'm just. It's my polite. Go back upbringing. to not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, we already uh, broached on my fatness. So uh, we're going to be uh, talking about food again. Uh, basically, what should we eat? Um, we What we, should we eat? Yeah, we uh, we talked about it a little bit before, but uh, we were, I think that was like right after our death episode and I was still obsessed with death and everything kind of revolved yeah, around whether or not we should Yeah, that was our second, kill. third episode or something, something like, like that. Cool, a little throwback action. Yeah, but I, I wanted I to revisit. I am starving, actually. I had three sandwiches today, by the way. Isn't that weird? I had like a were they hot or cold? Yeah. Did you prepare them yourself? So <laughs> I don't know why I'm I'm like Was it I'm a burrito ra- or a I'm wrap? Racking, I'm racking my brain to like try to figure out what like to make sure I'm being consistent with all of this because basically so because I, I don't know I don't think I made any firm stance on those. No, no, I have a firm stance on all of that. But a sandwich, you, you're fine with. None of none of them were not a sandwich. So everything's a sandwich. No, no, this you. isn't what a words oh. mean. This is my own um, aversion to paying. Oh for no, sandwiches. I understand. That's right. Okay. No. Yeah. So so okay. So then yes, I I definitely broke I broke that rule for you for lunch. Um, for breakfast, I had like a, just an egg sandwich, but an open faced egg sandwich. So I'll just put like you know bread, cheese, and I'll put two eggs on top of you it. You made that. Yeah, I make it like every morning. Oh, okay, no, it was like just, runny what? eggs, like how you yeah. do eggs. Yeah, and so like the you know the the, the bread stops up the yolk and shit like that, and mm. the cheese melts. I do that fucking mm. every morning. It's just hmm. I literally make it every. It's great. See, it's not that hard. Well, no, <laughs> I do. I do want to touch on eggs, but um, what I, basically since we already talked about, well, I didn't the, tell you the other sandwiches. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm fucking around, man. I'm <laughs> no, no, we need to hear them. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. I had a I had a ham sandwich, a honey baked ham for lunch. Mm-hmm. That was really good. That's all. Nothing else. No toppings on the ham. 
No cheese? No, no, honey baked ham? No, honey baked ham, I'm saying at, it's a it's the place on on Riverside. Oh, I did not know this that. This is a chain. It's badass, man. It's an old East Coast style diner type of thing. Mm. It's just a it's a great sandwich place. Um so yeah, there was lettuce and onion and tomato and you know, honey, whatever the fuck, and then um coleslaw. And then for dinner I just had a tuna sandwich. Right on. And you made uh, other mm. than the honey baked ham, you made that your the others you a tuna sandwich. Yeah. yeah, I made a tuna sandwich. <laughs> I make a tuna sandwich every day as well for lunch, Crazy. pretty much. So you have the same breakfast and lunch every day, more or less. Actually, yeah, come to think of it, that's more or less what it is. Wow, I'll throw in like you know an apple or banana or whatever, and then I'll have like some carrots and some hummus at some point, and like and you know I, other meals throughout the day. But as far as breakfast and lunch, pre- yeah, actually, come to think of it, it's pretty much the same. Well, you don't think you want to switch day. it up once in a while? You don't want to mix it up. You don't want to get like the spice of life, change the variety a little bit. I mean, if I'm in the mood, if I'm at mostly because it's if like tuna's can, so it's easy for me to just it's not going to go bad. But turkey, if I like if I don't feel like turkey two days in a row or three days in a row, then I'm like, oh, fucked. Part of it's going to go bad and I'm fucked. See, I can't I don't like the idea of eating the same thing two days in a row. Right. Yeah, I don't care. Do you try to follow that, Sean? Um, I don't yeah, like to think about it. Yeah, I do for no reason. Um, especially when I'm going for like, well, I don't eat breakfast. Well, Jesus Christ, you guys hijacked the fucking show I'm on so me. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't even get to ask the fucking question. <laughs> they did this to me last that, time. That was going to be uh, part of my question is uh, actually, what do you guys eat and how do you um, uh, Go view for it. Yeah, do, the rant. do your rant. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. No, no. I mean, <laughs> do I, your I wish, joke. Jesus, I was trying to transition naturally and you fuckers just pointed <laughs> out like a goddamn blinking neon sign. You it out. I'm trying to be all radio <laughs> professional, you motherfuckers. And welcome, oh, giant. Yeah, pair of amateurs right. over so here. Sorry, Sean. I, well, no, I do. Like, what should we eat as humans? Like, what what is the appropriate diet? What should we be thinking about when we're thinking about food? Is convenience something that is going to trump everything? Um, like in today's climate, with a a two person income, does the idea of the the evolution of fast food uh, have anything to do with our health? as a nation um you know is, is there a way to develop as the uh uh Pendulette has referenced it and futurama has referenced it the idea of human food so like i go and buy yuri the gagarin the cat a bag of food and that you know the cup of whatever you know gra- uh gran granules granules granular e- either way the you know cup of kibble oh, the granules is, yeah got it. is what he everything he needs to survive on essentially is there something that could be developed for humans to be you know a, a, a scoop a day of something um do we a, embrace the idea of gmos do we embrace the idea of trying to push our food or is it better to try and get it as as natural as og as possible um <laughs> In the idea of religion and food. So, you know, there's there's halal, there's kosher, there's, I'm sure, many other religious restrictions on food. The Catholics have fucking tons that I can think of, all their meats and fish Fridays and shit. So, I mean, what as, as a culture, how much should we be thinking about this? How much should we be planning for this? Is this something that we should start regulating? Is this something that we should take control of? Should we be limiting the size of the, the soft drinks that we can purchase? Should we be, you know, overtaxing them to try and uh, curb the health effects? Um, you know, as as a large person myself, it's it's something that is uh, seemingly. Um, 
I don't know, almost out of our hands at this point. Like maybe that's just me being a, a defeatist pussy, but the idea that, you know, there's just kind of so much working against things. Like if you have a job, you don't have the time to cook food for yourself. So how is it that you're supposed to survive? So should we be, you know, limiting what we spend on fast food? Should we be not allowing the, um, uh, what is it? EBT, the idea of, uh, you know, welfare being able to be spent at McDonald's. Is that a good idea? I mean, how should we feed ourselves? Hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is what know, happens man. when you let me drive, guys. I don't, guys. Know, man. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. know, man. Um, what, so what, what was your last question? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, so I, I guess starting out, the idea of um, we already kind of uh, talked to Mr. O'Brien about uh, his his daily diet, and you said that's pretty consistent. So you you have the same breakfast and you, you have the same lunch. Same you breakfast, have this- same lunch. Uh, the dinners are always different. Thursday is my steak night, actually, which I didn't mm-hmm. end up doing tonight. Gotcha. Usually I'll do that. I'll do a steak, a different type of steak. Um, but actually not different. It's like a ribeye usually, and I'll just, you know, a little sauteed mushrooms. Just go to the grocery onions. store, buy a steak, bring come home and fry it in a, in a pan? Yeah. Yeah. Cast iron skillet. In, um, li- yeah. it, this might be a personal question. And no, I'll I, answer anything. Yeah. I mean, um, you are, I, I don't know, we'll say quasi-employed at the point, mm-hmm. at this point. So has, has your employment status changed your diet? Has that affected how you purchase food and consume? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I've always been really good with what I purchase anyway, so I don't spend that much on food in general. So like and the, it's kind of my The most... two sandwich a day thing, that's not a, a, a poverty diet. Oh, no, no, that's no, a, no. It's that's just, a, a, that's just a me thing. Okay. Exactly. When I was, I don't, I never really used to eat that much at all growing up. Like I would usually just eat, you know, when I'm fucking hungry, frankly. And I was never mm. hungry in the morning and then throughout the day, I never really got that hungry. I would eat a little lunch. I never ate, I never ate breakfast. I would eat a little lunch. Um, and then I would do some sort of athletic activity and then I would eat dinner. That was basically me growing up. And then, um, in college and then in grad school, real quick, what, um, what did your childhood dinner consist of? Was this a, um, you know, a family gathering around uh, a five person table and passing bowls from left to right every night? Yeah, more or, or less. Okay. It, yeah, it was sort of like that. I mean, we'd have, we'd have takeout every now and then, um, probably a third of the meal, I guess. My mom would cook a lot. My dad would cook, um, probably equal amount, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you know, we'd sit down and have dinner. I, it's hard to say. I can't. Wow, man, I'm I'm getting old. I can't remember it that well. Was that pretty much your whole childhood, like up through high school, though? Or yeah, more or less, pretty okay. much. When I was, I think around high school is it was it was still about as consistent. But I played sports, so I was okay. home a little bit later. Um, but we'd still we'd have dinner. I, you know, I I think like a good half the week. Half the week we would I think sit down and eat dinner together. Gotcha. Um, I believe so. So, Mr. Bonnier, what uh, what is your daily diet consist of? Okay. Do you, do you do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or do you break it up? No, I am there? maybe the worst. I probably have the worst diet of any human being in this city <laughs> or state. I uh, I don't currently own a refrigerator. So that's my big problem. I just moved. So I don't really? Oh, okay. I don't yeah. have a fridge. I <laughs> oh, just that's moved. a weird valley thing, man. The idea that they, fridges don't come with the fucking apartment. Like yeah, that. you have to buy a fridge yourself. So weird. And bring it from my previous apartment. I, and my previous crazy. apartment had one. So now when I moved to the last month, I have to buy another one. And I'm probably going to get a nice one. So I'm kind of just saving up, I think. Mm. I don't know. Um, so right now I'm pretty horrible. I'm getting like 7-Eleven coffee as my breakfast in the morning. <laughs> 
And, uh, and then for lunch, it's either, you know, one of the probably either fast food joints around where I work or maybe, you know, one of the chain restaurants where I work, which is probably not that much better than fast food. Hmm. So like a, a Chipotle or a Subway or something like that. And then, you know, take out from another place or something for dinner. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you ever cook your own food in general? Uh, I haven't recently just because I've been like in the process of moving and lazy as hell. But uh, I would cook something small, like spaghetti or something like oh. that. Uh, eggs is something nice I would make in the morning. I used to make and, and coffee. I would always brew some coffee. Um, coffee doesn't count. <laughs> to me, it does. Yeah, you <laughs> mentioned coffee as being your yeah, breakfast. Coffee is a meal to me. <laughs> okay. Right on. I no. cook every fucking meal, man. I literally, I, the last, I, I can't think of the last time someone made a meal for me. Hmm. Period. Oh, I guess I went out to, to like, I went out to dinner some like a couple weeks ago and i guess the the sandwich today come to think of it but other than that no i cook fucking literally every meal every night wow yeah pork pork chops pork loins the the, the, honestly a whole fucking chicken is so easy to do you just roast a chicken it is but i'm lazy and yeah it takes two seconds it's literally it take it uh, well you have to go to the store and buy it yeah there's there's forethought that's not two seconds and then there's it's two (laughs) seconds worth of work but then it's 45 minutes worth of waiting yeah you have to prep an hour and a half really it's close to an hour and a half yeah and i can go to boston market (laughs) and be done with it from two seconds to like three hours but well you just put it in the oven though i mean <laughs> You're not doing anything to make it. You just know that it's going to take that long. What happens if you get home and it's like 7.30 and you're hungry as shit? Do you want to wait an hour and a half? Uh, Well, no. That's when you'll eat like a little something before. You'll just saute some vegetables and eat that <laughs> while the fucking thing's cooking. <laughs> okay. That's what I usually do. I'm trying to get you to eat some fast food, goddammit. <laughs> it's not going to happen, unfortunately. I haven't eaten McDonald's or fast food at all. In, really? in the, yeah, well, that was, I mean, back to what I was saying before, like in, in college and in grad school, I would basically eat one meal a day. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't eat breakfast. And then I would eat like some bigger meal and at like two, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then I just wouldn't be hungry. And, and then I'd eat something, I guess, at night or whatever. Um, but that was essentially my, and that was, you know, usually either fast food or some bullshit. Um, or just a whole fucking pizza and just destroy that. Um, my diet was really terrible. <laughs> throughout, like throughout college and grad school, my diet was really bad. But I've only, you know, in the last kind of three, four, five years, gotten much better at just health in general. So, you know, exercise and eating right, I guess. We get it. Stop bragging. Yeah. I'm not bragging. I'm just suggesting <laughs> the fact that like that's what has changed. It's These two are some of the skinniest fucks I know. So. <laughs> I wasn't always skinny, man. Right on. Um but yeah, in any event, no. I, once you, honestly, once I, it's really not hard. Like once you start cooking, it's it just becomes routine. Yeah, uh, routine is probably uh, that's probably my the main point as far as this the why it was every day. It's just a question of routine. It's not like I sure I'd love to mix it up, but I also don't have the time to I consider. I how think to it mix feels it good to cook. I like cooking. So yeah, no. it feels good to cook your own food and, and realize how you know sometimes it tastes better. Just the idea that you cooked it, just your you know your sweat and whatever. Oh yeah, I do. I I like cooking, and I I just feel like it. It's just such a time suck. Like if I can, you know, just drop at Boston Market, I'm done with the entire process in 15 yeah. minutes, rather yeah. than having to invest oh, this yeah, entire sure. sort of. It is you know, a fucking thing. I mean, you know, you, like Joey said, you you really have to count in the time of thinking about the meal, going to the store to get the meal, going, you know, chopping the vegetables, prepping everything. It is. It it's it's a process, yeah. and like I was getting to earlier with the idea of. Currently having, you know, 
a, a requirement almost to have a two income family in order to just survive, just especially eat, in yeah. LA. Like, where does anyone have the time to to do that sort of thing unless mm-hmm. you make it a priority? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that is obviously to the detriment of something else. You know, if you're spending two hours a night prepping food for your family, that means you know you're not helping your kids with their homework, or you're not right. helping you know do whatever else it is that needs to be done in daily living. So I mean, it is is the the time precious or too precious to consider our health? And should the government step in in that case? Should something be done to make the food that people eat healthier? Should we legislate that? Um, I think part of the problem is that I don't I don't think there's any universally. There, there, I, it's hard to say that there's anything that is universally healthy or unhealthy, necessarily speaking. Obviously, we can, you know, so we've got, you know, j- just recently meats were, car- you know, a class one carcinogen, right? It's like <laughs> processed fucking ham and shit Well, like but that. they have some, right? Uh, I mean, this gets... Trans fats? I, I guess... Oh, no, I understand. But still, yeah, there, there are some things that aren't good to eat that you're that you should avoid as much as possible you know what i mean so like bacon and shit like that like that, those i guess my problem but, I mean, that's, some, that's something ahead. that's always changing like that's something that is you know i've mentioned before like when i was a kid bagels were diet food and now bagels are essentially yeah, poison. five pieces of fucking bread right <laughs> and uh, well i mean i still can't subscribe to the idea that bread is bad that seems like no it's not contrary to to everything and it's just a lot of carbohydrates in your system at once and it just overwhelms your body and it's the process of it as well that that does play a part i mean if it's the, not the process of digestion oh the process the, food. yeah the, pro- the process Make, bread itself gotcha yeah there's nothing wrong with flour you know or wheat but as far as the way it's made and the way it's kind of processed it, that 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 can cause problems and really uh, and well it and, can cause problems in certain people that have gluten allergies but i don't think it's necessarily detrimental although this coming from a a guy that is at his fattest and recently decided that it was better to buy bigger shirts than to go on a diet so <laughs> what, it, what i was all i was going into was just the fact that i don't think there's any way to it, it to to say that this to say that this particular diet period will be healthy and that's what the, a government or any kind of bigger entity stepping in um isn't going to ha- have the capabilities or the resources likely speaking to um, to kind of tailor every person's diet individually, which I think is what's necessary. Everybody's diet is a little bit different. Oh, certainly. You know but, what I mean? So uh, n- the government stepping in would be tough. Yeah, but, but I mean, the system that we have of essentially this this evolution of fast food that has just gotten more and more unhealthy and everything right. is just kind of, yeah, you know, gone to lowest common denominator and everything. And like the idea that, you know, a burger is still a dollar at McDonald's. Yeah, for the last was, 10 years. Exactly, yeah. So weird. And, you know, they, they just keep changing what they put in it and making making it essentially worse and worse and more processed and mm-hmm. more filling in in uh you know frankensteining it essentially mm-hmm. is is that something that should be Regulated? just completely left up to the market forces and you know based on other market forces isn't that just going to be a downward spiral that slippery slope that is it different from poison of? 
Um, I mean, at at what point is? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you talk you, like yeah, as I always say, the conspiracy guy in me, the the idea of uh, fluoride in water is a, mm-hmm. a whole sort of uh, you know that same sort of concept. The idea of you know a little bit of poison for a specific benefit, and is the benefit of profit margin really what we need to praise above all else, or should there be some sort of regulation on what it is that people are consuming? Go ahead, Joey. Well, I mean, you're talking kind of specifically about the New York law about soda and, and yeah, yeah, essentially. that kind of thing, limiting the size of sodas, for right. instance. But there's also that comes back to, I think, also Super Size Me was mm-hmm. kind of influential mm-hmm. yeah, on that documentary. You know, where you, at least we're starting to limit the crazy size of our soft drinks and whatever, this fries from McDonald's. Which I heard there was a lot of weird shenanigans about that. Like people can't recreate what he did. Yeah, and, I heard that too. And, but either way, it's still, yeah, it's, it's almost like the ends justify the means kind of thing. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can't recreate what he did? Yeah, apparently they can't uh, recreate the same medical um, uh, problems that he had when he was going through that. But he so, was like, also vegan or something before he started. I think no, he just he or, wasn't vegan. His no, his wife, his was, wife was, was like vegetarian, but she cooked for him. So she yeah. he was pretty much oh, living so he, a vegetarian right. diet or whatever. And then I think that might have been like the shock to his system. But that's just my guess. That's yeah. not it. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is it's it goes back to what I was saying. If everyone's diet is individually tailored, so it's hard mm. to so of course it's hard to recreate exactly what he did because it's not in him. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't the exact diet that he had while he was living it. So, so I'm sure, you know, under similar circumstances, if you took, a, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys are talking about in that sense. Either way, so, I, I think the government does have a role there. I think that they think yeah. they should actually have some sort of base minimum health. Um, now, obviously we have like the rating system here in LA, like where they rate that. That's not what I'm quite, I'm talking yeah. about, but we also do have the FDA uh, and the FDA is already an established governmental body. Why don't we use them some to kind of enforce these minimum standards? Yeah, I mean, they're just basically making sure that, uh, you know, the amount of insect parts in your in your hot dogs are a below a certain <laughs> Taco level. Taco Bell's and... rat meat isn't above 50%. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's What's wrong with rat meat, man. Honestly, What's wrong with insects? That I, I, I don't necessarily have a problem <laughs> Actually, with eating insects any Insects are very healthy for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that really should be a part of our diet. Yeah, I just, agree. But... Uh, um, we don't want to get back to killing things. Uh, oh, we don't have to. No, well, well, you know, I'll kill bugs. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I'll kill anything. I just don't have a moral justification behind it. Don't make me go skiing, man. <laughs> so, I mean, wh- what do you guys think about the idea of the 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 human chow, the human feed, the idea of like a a specific fifty five pound bag that I could go and buy and get all of the nutrients out of this this one thing? Would that be something that is do you think it hasn't been done because people wouldn't buy it or it hasn't been done because it the, it's not possible to get enough nutrients into one specific source as omnivores do we need that uh that selection constantly coming in go ahead uh i don't know actually i would say i would guess the technology isn't there or the for the all to pack all the nutrition into one small thing because why I'll tell you can, what, I would buy it. Yeah, so, why, why can they do it for a dog and a cat, but not for... That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe their digestive system isn't as complex as ours. Yeah, that, doesn't that doesn't make sense, That doesn't seem though. like a good answer. I agree. I don't, <laughs> it doesn't quite make sense. Right on. Um, I don't know. I would buy it. And I'll tell you what, if there was a pill that I could just, you know, be like, here's my yeah. nutrients for a meal. Fuck yeah, I'm doing that. It's called a Big Mac, man. <laughs> that, exactly. And that, that's kind of my whole... They have I, all that shit. I, yeah, I, but that does not have any nutrients. Neither does the th- does this pill thing. Well, hopefully, that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, I'm assuming it does. Yeah, I mean the Jetsons. I, yeah. yeah, I'm saying that I would like to eat that 
because I, but a lot of people would say, you know, uh, you're ruining the joy of life of eating a great, beautiful meal with diversity and sampling different elements. No, I mean, if it's your choice, they have multivitamins that give you the nutrients that's you not, want. But then no, that's not a substitute that doesn't for work. food. It does not. A I know it's not a substitute for food, but it gives you, but if you're talking about the nutrients. No, but that doesn't have protein, doesn't have carbohydrates. I, all I'm saying is you could, you could theoretically have your, have your little vitamin pill and eat a Big Mac. And you're but I'm not talking exactly about that. I'm talking about, about that enjoys. I'm talking about that's enjoying a Big Mac. I'm oh, talking okay. about just eating a pill for a meal. Right. So just the chow. Yeah. The idea. Or just this. Yeah. Just this tube of t- toothpaste or whatever that we just go into our mouth and it, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not a foodie, <laughs> and so I've always kind of viewed eating as a, um, you know, something that has to be done, like filling up the car with gasoline <laughs> yeah, or something it's, it's like just that. Fuel. Yeah, it's just it. It's kind of this. Uh, yeah, me too, actually. And to me, eating was always um, a matter of convenience. So it's not that I ever eat when I'm hungry. I don't really feel that I'm ever actually hungry. I eat when it's convenient, mm-hmm. and to me, that's that's probably part of my problem. Uh, but um, um, it it I don't know that it's necessarily uh, a healthy way to do things, but to me that's just kind of the the way that it always went. Um, you know, like you're you're reg- regulated to a lunch hour. You're regulated to when you can eat breakfast. Although I never eat breakfast, so that's uh, another. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> oh, uh, I did want to talk, uh, speaking of breakfast, an uh, interesting thing I learned today uh, from one of our former farming car- colleagues, um, essentially the idea of eggs. Um, eggs in America are pasteurized. And what happens when you pasteurize an egg is that you're actually washing off an outer layer of mucus, which uh, keeps contaminants from coming through the eggshell. And one of those contaminants being salmonella. So in European countries where they don't pasteurize their eggs, where they don't put them through this cleaning process, they don't have to refrigerate their eggs because they have this natural mucus shell around them. Whereas here in America, we have problems with salmonella. And that's why here you shouldn't eat eggs that are uh, still gelatinous. You shouldn't eat eggs that are runny. You shouldn't eat eggs that are sunny side up. Oh, because shit. You could still be getting that salmonella through. I'm so fucked. <laughs> exactly. You have to go to uh, farm fresh eggs or to uh, to Europe to uh, to be. Oh, able they to are enjoy. farm fresh though. The ones that. Oh, I okay. Uh, well, if they're specific, make sure they're unpasteurized and farm. Uh, I think. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's the no, past- they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be unpasteurized. Uh, well, if you're getting them from I mean, a those farmer's brown m- fucking Trader Joe's, whatever. Oh no, fuck. Trader Joe's yeah, is, is yeah, that, that's I'm fucked. Gotta be I'm pasteurized. Dying. I'm gonna die. But if, if you start going to the <laughs> farmer's market and get the unpasteurized eggs, then you can essentially eat I'm them raw. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's like four dollars an egg. And right, like, exactly. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing that. But no, I just thought that was an interesting sort of yeah, side jag. Uh, um, you know, it should it, is that stuff that we should be considering more? We're still it, good, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Yuri's uh, trying. And, uh, he's la- he laid on here. the mouse. He's laid on the mouse. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like those sort of, uh, you know, just science-minded regulations. The idea that like we're just doing things wrong here, and should we be, you know, trying to um, uh, guide that as a society, or should we just be leaving that up to market forces? I guess I always come back to this idea of money. But is is that something that is is I don't know. I, I guess my opinion is already pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, so. I, I it goes back to I, I don't want to repeat exactly what yeah. I was saying before, but I 
the problem is that everybody's diet is a little bit different. Yeah, no. Everybody's is a little bit different. So. But I mean, there are these things that we can do. Like we we decided that pasteurization was great, but then we realized that there are specific things that it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. So as a society, shouldn't we, you know, follow that and, you know, put in place those regulations that do affect everyone? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. But I'm, I guess I'm more answering the, the first question of like the pellet or like the human chow. Okay. Right. And that's a little bit too tough because it's the human chow is unchangeable. It, I guess. I mean, I suppose you could have like four different types of human chow, but yeah, still, yeah. you know, I, it, it's hard to say what, what makes up a person's health and what their nutritional requirements are specifically to them. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that it does kind of bring up an interesting uh, possible future economy. Um, I was hearing, uh, listening to Adam Carolla's show today, and he was talking about how he was able to go and have a beer created for him. Mm-hmm. So he uh, tried a few different beers and said- What does that mean he had a beer created for it, him? Uh, he, 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 went and, uh, he went to a specific brewer mm-hmm. and said that he wanted essentially a signature beer created or just a small batch oh, okay, of beer cool. created. Got it. Okay. So they, he said, you know, I like a little bit of this. I kind of like sure, this. Yeah, I don't okay. really like this. And they found like a specific blend for But that's for taste. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying though. Is that something that in the future could be an, a, an economy of divining a, a a human chow for an individual? Oh, I see. So that you could, you know, maybe take uh, a DNA well, sample, yeah, take yeah. a blood sample and know what it is that this person I, that nutritiously possible. needs and totally. just ship them a bag of soy sure, and then how much they would actually need to eat it. Sure. I mean, look, if it's healthy, it's healthy. That's right. But do you think that would be something that would be um, embraced? So, I mean, there's, you know, the idea of meals being social. Yes. We wouldn't necessarily have it like that. I think what is feasible is maybe like you go to your doctor, you take, you get a blood sample and you get like a readout. Like you are this type of digestive system, like Mm -hmm. where you are allergic to this, this, and this, 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 this is good for you. This, and this, this is not necessarily good for you, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe you, you can have like a printout or like where it reads your DNA and, and genes and kind of makes your genetic analysis like that. Yeah. I mean, so you just... are, you still are free to make your own decisions, but it kind of tells you what is good for you. Guys. Yeah. Some people do that. Uh, eat right for your blood type thing. Mm, that's right. Well. Yeah, totally. yeah. That's similar. It's a similar kind of thing. But Seems then like... you'd have to be more specific than just a blood type because blood types is a very common thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like sci-fi speculation though at this point. No, it's not it. unfair. I mean, it's fine. So, so to answer your question as far as the communal activity, sure. I mean, it might take away from that. I think the circumstances behind, you know, us coming to the point at which we need this type of thing or uh, we are embracing this type of thing are worse. In this, they're like it's kind of sad to think about ultimately. And I think we we as a society would need to be in a very particular kind of place for everybody to just uh, embrace that. Um it it kind of feels like the uh the ultimate embodiment of the TV dinner like just kind of the the extension of that algorithm of just you know a a um yeah totally a, no a, yeah exactly it is I think it's definitely part of that laziness mentality. We're definitely getting lazier where we like we have more microwavable dinners than ever. We have more microwave burritos than ever. Right. Um but is it, is but it, it's also it, yeah. Is it laziness or is it uh, lack efficiency. of yeah efficiency, <laughs> lack of other time? I think it's also your what I can imagine a future where it's like a warlike mentality where we don't have time to produce all this other stuff because we're producing like military stuff. Like mm. we just have what? to give really it, like, it, like I'm it, saying like theoretically World War Three post apocalyptic. It stuff. feels like, like a dystopian future. Yeah, dystopian oh, future. Definitely kind of dystopian future. I mean. But I didn't think military had anything to do with it. I was thinking more like a climate type of thing. Like you know, it, it, either uh, way, hey man, well, the apocalypse can come in many ways. Yeah, 
exactly. where <laughs> no, I, I think we're all in agreement as far as it would be a post-apocalyptic situation in which everybody would embrace that type of a thing. Yeah, it, you don't think it's something that would be marketable at this point, or? Uh, oh, uh, I think it would be marketable for sure. No hmm. questions. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you just yeah. give you, like human chow and you just have human chow for people? People yeah, think about like, all these people that buy no like, like energy bars and just yeah, like, literally like a just good portion a- of my diet are energy bars. Oh, you was, didn't like, mention that, was, Mr. Sandwiches. Uh, I, I, I said little snacks throughout the day. Right? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go through. I'll go through my diet completely. Let man. us I just go through you your little... feces right now. <laughs> I'll find out exactly what the fuck. I you actually ate. forgot it because I haven't eaten. I, I like I said, I had like the tuna sandwich. I, I, I forget what it was. I wanted to eat steak, but I was like, eh, I didn't feel like fucking making everything. It was got too late. Um, I use myself Thursday too much for steak, steak man. I can't. You don't deserve I hear steak, you, man. Yeah, Thurs- Thursday night is usually my steak night, and mm. I'll just fucking go after it. It's so good. I gotta push it tomorrow. Yeah, it's like once or twice a year I might like break it up. You know, in especially since living in LA, I have never lived at a place where I could have a grill, and yeah. so for some reason that has been detrimental to totally. my uh, my cooking at home experience. I think, um, but well, I guess that kind of gets me into one of the other topics. I, I we kind of brushed on a little bit, but um, this idea of of communal meals. So the um, to me, it strikes me as sort of odd that like eating is sort of the default social experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, one of the, you know, the, the classic idea of a date is so, taking someone out to dinner. Um, you know, anytime, especially as an adult, the only like real socializing you do is either around a bar, which I never go to, or around food, you know, going to, you know, try some new restaurant. Or yeah, it's a good just point. Even, yeah. you know, the meal seems to be the the general act. And so is, is that detrimental as a culture is that you know um or is that just our, our society why would it be detrimental to as a culture um i mean just to kind of place that much value on food the idea that like we we Food's can't really important yeah <laughs> i don't think um, we're, we're overstating it i mean we need it to survive yeah Right, but we're There's the, you know the literal expression is you got to eat. Right, but I guess we get, I I keep going back to this idea of being a, a extremely overweight culture as it is. So you know, um, it, it's kind of to the point where the the only socialization you do is is through food with some. People. Oh, I see. So being forced so, to go and sit and eat is it, that detrimental? Exactly. And so, like, if you want to enjoy someone's company, does that mean you have to you know keep ordering food or you know? It, sure. It, yeah. It, it seems to be, um, uh, I don't know, counterintuitive or maybe it's just a Midwestern thing because we never <laughs> had sun to enjoy. But um, to me, that it, it just seems odd that like there's there's not really any other social construct that is as universal as that. You can go see a movie um, or like arts in general. I, I guess, but movie isn't... Go to a concert or... See, the movie isn't even a socialization without the food afterwards, though. So, you know... If, oh, as far as being so... Well, yes and no. I mean, yeah, it's the discussion or whatever. This you is the parking lot conversation. You could, you could go swimming. You could go for a walk. You could go for a run. You could go for a bike ride. Those aren't as universal. I don't think he's thinking about, like, ideas Running for isn't universal? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, walking. Jesus Christ, you lazy motherfuckers. Well, no, and I'm, I'm, like I said, you guys are, you know, from a uh, cold winter climate as well. And, you know, it, during the, the winter in Chicago, you're certainly not going to go biking with your friends. Um, but you will go and enjoy many pizzas. Like, it, it's a, um, to me, it just seems like a, a culture that is um, Do you think that's why Chicago is it. so food obsessed? Then you think 
think like the the more wintry areas are more obsessed with food? I do think so. Yeah, I think especially that. Um, you know the uh, the more pound packing on food. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just <laughs> thrown his black out, balls, thrown in his face. balls in my face. <laughs> the fuck, man. <laughs> but if you try and pet his belly, he will bite you. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch the thing. But <laughs> it's weird because cats do present the belly. Yeah, but they don't want you to touch it. No, you can well, because they're not it. presenting it. They're just laying on their backs. Exactly. Uh, cats are never presenting anything to anything. <laughs> they're like <laughs> they're just they're just. They're just there and you're here and we're here together. And, we, you know, they're like, OK, I suppose you feed me. So everything's fine. But ultimately, go fuck yourself. That's why I love cats. <laughs> um, it's a really interesting point, man. I don't think, you know, besides the arts and hanging out, you're right. Maybe it is less social until you involve the food or the drink in that in that capacity. I don't know if it's necessarily detrimental. I think the detrimental of it detrimental element of it comes in when you start talking about who's making the food or where it's coming from and all that stuff and that that goes behind it. I don't think the eating the eating itself is something that's going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if the portions were smaller, if the portions were healthier, it would we wouldn't be having this discussion. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it'd be like we would just be saying, "Sure, you're right. That's what people eat. That's fine." People you literally have to eat. There's nothing there's no other way around it. Um, besides this, you know, potential human child that we're talking about, yeah, well, but you're still that eating that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you think it's this shared experience, this communal enjoyment? Like we, you know, the person next to you is enjoying the same thing you are. Maybe. I mean, it, that doesn't hurt. And obviously, you know, it goes all the way back to just the, the, the time when people would eat together throughout history forever. You know what I mean? So it's just a shared experience that's always going to exist. And it's the one thing that people just do. And you, it's the one thing you have to do every day that you know someone's going to do. So if you're doing it with somebody and you want to do something with them, you're killing two birds with one stone. Um, and so, but again, no, it, it it's not detrimental. Just, the shared experience of it and people eating is not detrimental. What's no. detrimental is what's going into the If anything, it's, it's quite positive, right? It's It promotes community and family and this kind of teamwork. teamwork. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Raises morale. Like, I, I, they used to say, because I mean, we all work kind of Sean's in like, I just hate when people tell me to eat something. <laughs> no, no, I just hate people. So. Oh, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> well, so in film, they always say, like, the best thing to do is to eat with your crew or, like, to eat with your department. So, you know, mm-hmm. you become friends with them, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I kind of agree with that. So, but, but Sean, you don't like that forced uh, socialization. You're not, you're not a fan of that. Guy. No, no. Usually I'm the guy in the corner standing with my plate, just not, uh, not socializing with anyone. Um, I even, uh, you know, there, uh, I was, I was at lunch today at a fast food place and, uh, someone sat down too close to me. So I picked up up my tray and went to another area of the restaurant. How close? How close? Okay, talk to me about this. Break this down for me. What was the restaurant, first of all? Uh, Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Okay. Parties a for fancy, the rest of the country. A fancy yeah. restaurant. How, fancy how, fair. How big, how big was the place? Like, roughly how many... You know, um, table and chairs, whatever. You know, I'd, I'd say an average size fast food restaurant, maybe 20, 30 tables, okay. just guessing. The section you were in, mm-hmm. were there like five different tables to choose from, 10 different tables to choose from? Um, yeah, I was at the window, <laughs> so there were like five across the window and then like five behind me. Where did the guy sit? Um, I was kind of mid-ish, and they sat like two tables away from me. Two tables away, <laughs> two <laughs> tables away from you. Wait, how what? many? How many other? Uh, uh, there was one table between me and them. Yeah, and how and many? then you moved? They were loud. You well, didn't <laughs> say any of this in your original telling of the story. <laughs> so he said, because, okay, because at, at first glance, two tables away sounds kind of ridiculous to move away from. But how, how many different tables did he have to choose from on the other side? 
Oh, uh, there were many, many different open tables that oh, were nowhere yeah. near me. This is like He's the men's. The yeah, this is like the men's bathroom. I was just thinking, right? It's the men's. Ma- it's yeah, the yeah, bathroom. Can leave a buffer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was pretty sure he was being the asshole. I Wait, knew, should we I elaborate on that you, concept really quickly? For sure, a, go ahead. So I, I guess the idea is when you enter a, a men's bathroom, you try to take the urinal like farthest away, like all the way against the wall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just yeah, it's a question of, of etiquette. So if there's yeah. if there's so five and you're yeah, usually you don't take the middle one. Exactly. Like if you walk into a bathroom and there's oh, five. If you walk into there, an empty bathroom, you never take the middle one. No. Yeah, that's you never take the middle move. one. Yeah, that's a that's a dick move. What intended. about the children's one? Are you guys tempted to ever use the children's one? I always use the children's one. Really? Well, not always. Always use the children's one. I mean, if that's the like I'm not oh, that's there. That's just as part of my calculation as any other stall. Oh, I would love for no, the I'll eight. I'll use I'll use the one next to the children's <laughs> one. I, I I don't if there's no one using any of them, I'd rather I, I feel like it's usually three and Two of them are normal, and one of them is the children's. Right, stall. if it's that situation, so, I got to deal with it. And yeah, I'll go to the fucking I mean, children's. One. I, I have like I'm, I'm thinking I'm, like movie theaters. I'm and not shit that, like that tall. I'm not pissing on top of the thing. Like it's still within my range. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like it, but I, I'll do it. It's fine, but I'd rather not. I, I yeah, I've never had. I, I yeah, I mean, like the only thing that makes me think twice about pissing in that one is I think uh, Brad Williams talked about uh, uh, coming up and kicking a guy. <laughs> for using it uh he's okay. a a uh, a comedian little person so uh you know he gets oh, that's offended funny. i when, get it that's you know, really funny like someone using the, the, the handicap that's hilarious <laughs> but, well then you wait yeah, yeah. i was you gonna say wait. it'd be a great curb <laughs> skit if they had if they had a kid like waiting for you behind it after you pee and he was like tapping his foot like <laughs> right. how dare you that was mine like, yeah. right yeah. Or just, a, just a, the little person, the little even person funnier, funny, man. Yeah. That's amazing. I never, I never even would have calculated that. Um, no, yeah, I don't care. But anyway, yeah, no, you take the, you take the farthest one away, and then if somebody's already there, you take the farthest one away from them. Um, that's the urinal. That's, that's the urinal the man trick. Code. That's the, yeah, that's the, that's the man code. The trough is um, a whole another. Yeah. Name. So when you're eating, so the guy <laughs> sat two away from you. Yeah, he was the asshole. It was weird. Well, it depends what how loud he was. No, I would almost go so far as to say sit as far. It, it, the, your own code applies. Now, if he's to, talking about Donald Trump in a racist manner, <laughs> how far do you go before you kick him out of your bar? <laughs> That's a different episode. Call back. <laughs> um, yeah, so go ahead. Carl's Jr., how would you have? What'd you get? Oh, uh, just a number one. What is the number one? I just they're like standard burger. The standard burger. Yeah, I, double I, single. What's the deal? We'll talk to I'm not a Carl's Jr. guy. I just okay. was, you know, short on time and decided to uh, run in last minute. I was perturbed by the lack of drive-through, so I had to go in. But um, they didn't uh, have a drive-through. Yeah, yeah they went in Burbank. Went yeah. They're so fancy. Yeah. You have to walk. In. Well, I thought Some that bullshit. was like a Burbank thing, but like right next to it is a, a Del Taco that has a drive-through. So it's, oh yeah, it's why not wouldn't a legislation thing? Things. There's there's plenty of room. Yeah, plenty I don't know. It's really fucking annoying. They even have like the room to put one through. But then again, is you know that be, me gonna, being um, too lazy again? And should I burn those extra calories? No, it's not in? lazy. It's because you don't like people. I don't like people, and I yeah, I'm always short on time because I like sleep. Totally with you. I'm going to have a word with Carl Sr. about the no, right. non-driver. <laughs> Talk to yeah. his kid. Yeah. Your son is not doing things right, my friend. <laughs> is, well, that, is Carl Sr. Hardy, though? Ooh. Then you get the- uh, <laughs> Mr. Hardy. <laughs> was it Idiocracy? Carl Jr.? Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's right. So prophetic. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, but uh, I think we 
briefly mentioned it in the the previous incarnation of uh, what do we eat, but or what should we eat, but um, GMOs. So where do you guys stand on on the idea of genetically modified organisms? The idea of um, you know uh, calc- uh, creating our food in a lab. I don't have a problem with it. Okay. I actually don't kind of have a problem with it either. Actually, I don't like the idea of Monsanto or big companies kind of controlling everything, but. It, and I would like to see what's on there. I think the whole idea of that legislation that went that was not passed was having the information on the label, which seems like why not? But um, I, I think the idea of genetically modified organisms is kind of like a misnomer. It seems like we all are kind of eating GMOs in many ways, right? Um, I again, I hate to keep saying this, but I think I talked about this before. But yeah, we idea, talked about it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, so big difference between GMO, which is actually manipulating the DNA, versus selective breeding, which is taking two plants and, and breeding them together. I thought they do consider them the same, though. That's under the no, same. they're not. The same. Well, no, that's that's the thing. So they were trying. Uh, the the GMO companies are trying to get them to be considered the same. Thing, uh, I see. But they're they're essentially two different processes of of a gene manipulation versus a a you know a more natural breeding process. Okay, so how do you feel about it, Mr. Shonfo? Um, I mean, I, we wouldn't be able to sustain the world's population without where we, what we have done. So there's, you know, the, the scientific idea that, you know, we'd have tons of people starving if we hadn't genetically modified the organisms to grow closer together and to grow enough from a a small plot of land to be able to factory farm in the way we have. So yes, it has been beneficial if you think uh, a growing population is beneficial, which is a whole other show again. <laughs> but um, the, there's, I, I guess the biggest problem I have with it is the idea of copyright, copywriting a genome. The idea that now Monsanto owns this genome for this type of corn that it's created or this type of grass or wheat that it's created. And they are in control of that. Uh, once we get, I, that just seems like a, a horrible Pandora's box to open even outside of food. You know, the idea that anyone can own a genome once it is uh, sequenced and decoded. Isn't it just kind of like a recipe or a, a blueprint? No, because nobody owns the recipe, necessarily speaking. You well, you, you get Coca-Cola it. owns their secret recipe. Yeah, right, but, but they can't copyright recipe. it. You can't copyright they, that's it. That's why it's secret, because they yeah. have to keep it secret. Like, there's two guys that know the Coca-Cola recipe, and they never fly in the same airplane, <laughs> because if one of them dies, the company's fucked. What about KFCs? Uh, does everyone, anyone know those spices, the seven spices? Uh, it's 11. And it's, God damn it. it's that uh, <laughs> basically the um, uh, the Italian dressing that you uh, make. Yeah. Yeah, you just dump that in. It's the right. same shit. <laughs> have you ever made it? Have you ever made your own KFC? Um, I've tried, but I didn't have a, um, uh, what do you call that thing? A pressure cooker at the time. Uh, and that's like, a like if you're not careful, you can do some damage with that. Fuck like yeah. Frying in a pressure cooker. That's a weird way to go about things. Yeah. <laughs> that's, hmm. yeah. I've seen some YouTube videos of people frying their turkeys. That That's even different though. Frying yeah. a turkey. Well, frying a turkey is Very actually different. pretty, di- pretty dangerous though too. Yeah. Those things explode. We fry shit. our turkeys every year for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had that, but it sounds it's so fucking amazing. Yeah, and amazing. it's so easy because, like, you know, it's like, what, three hours or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Cooks, it's just dangerous, done. though. It's definitely dangerous. I want to try a turducken. I feel like I have. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's all that. Yeah, it's not. Hmm. I don't remember where the hell I did, though, or why. 
seems like a uh, special item that you. Oh, have to... it was like a thing. Oh yeah, it was turkey just to a me is superior thing. than both of them. So why are we turkey superior to and duck what? and chicken? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, duck's pretty rad, man. Yeah, yeah I, I've not been. I'm impressed a dark by meat guy. Duck. I'm a dark meat guy. Interesting. I've... Yeah, I can't deal with fucking white meat. Is such bullshit. Hmm. Fuck white meat. I, <laughs> for real, man. I'm leaning more and more that way. Um, I just, it, I'm over it. I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, like white meat was awesome and stuff yeah, like that. But now it's just so tasteless and bullshit. And it's mm. like, if I'm going to, you know, go through the trouble and there's so, it's, it's so, I don't know, fuck, whatever. I'm going off on a tangent. Kill whitey. <laughs> it's a food show, man. What should we eat? <laughs> I don't, and the weirdest thing is too, we were talking earlier, like I'll roast a whole chicken or whatever, I, you know, and it's basically just two meals. So mm. I've got, you know, yeah. I've got dinner for tonight and tomorrow. So it's great. I'll just cut the whole thing in half. I'll eat half of it tonight and half, to, you know, either tomorrow or the next day. It stays forever. Um, not forever, obviously, but. Yeah, I'll just go um, and buy a five dollar chicken that's already cooked from the grocery store. It's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I understand. But it's like you know six, seven bucks for that. I like Trader Joe's. You get a whole thing. Is it really five bucks? From- it's pretty much the same price to buy a cooked chicken versus a, a raw chicken. Like that's why I've pretty much stopped cooking for myself. <laughs> like I'll do uh, you know pasta and stuff, but like um, for the most part, like any of those, really big, those rotisserie are like five bucks, five or six bucks. Yeah. Man. No it, shit. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm yeah, wasting money. It's a decent deal. <laughs> oh, I forgot. One thing I usually do make is uh, fried matzah or matzah brai, if you will, which is a Weird. good topical thing. Cause Passover is currently. Yeah. Um, you were dead. Yeah, talk to us about that. So it basically, it's kind of like, fr- it's like, um, French toast, but with matzah. So mm. you just kind of, you know, crack open a couple of eggs and then you take some matzah and put some, you know, kind of dip it in a little bit of water to make it soften it up. And you crack the matzah and put in the egg mixture and then you just kind of fry it. Hmm. But it's good. Like I, I, some people put like maple syrup on it. I'm not a fan of that. I usually will just do like a hot sauce or a, a salt and pepper kind of paprika. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. And you can kind of, if you're like, you can put salami in it too. So you can have like salami and eggs and matzah. How long did you stay kosher? Uh, I was only kosher for a few years when I was younger, when my mom was into it. I was never super into it. Uh, my sister is currently kosher. My mom actually is now currently kosher, which funny is they're kind of like the, both of them have become more. So whenever I go to their place, I have to follow the, you know, the rule Mm -hmm. of kashrut, which is a big deal because basically there's two sets of dishes. There's what's called uh, milkic dairy and, uh, and, and meat. So milk and meat are separated. And then we also have parv, which is neither. Uh, so you always have to ha- use the same dish. Like you can't use a dairy dish and like use it for meat in the next meal. It has to be completely separate. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bitch. I'm, and you can't like, I can't bring home like, or whatever. If I go over their place, I can't bring whatever food with them. It has to be kosher. So aren't most of those religious rules based around like keeping people alive, essentially? Like I would definitely say, well, they're they're, first of all, they're Bronze Age rules. Yeah, they're yeah. from the Bible. Right. And they were definitely based on a time when we didn't have any health laws or any FDA totally. or anything. So they were just like, okay, some dudes we saw got trichinosis from some pigs somewhere. So let's just outlaw all the pigs just to be right. safe. <laughs> you know, it's like saying, oh, we're not going to let you use your cell phones at all because a couple of guys died on one airplane somewhere. So no cell phones. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's, it's but the fact that we now do it is just because it's been written in the Bible and they think it's God's word and all Ooh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's based off Bronze Age kind of dietary loss for sure <laughs> i don't know i think it's all very silly but what's interesting to me is that i think a lot of jews are like this as well we we, we view every meal we eat through this prism of a kosh root or mm-hmm. kosher so you're always thinking like oh uh is this does this have meat where was this cooked who prepared this uh, which is even crazier like you're not allowed to like theoretically drink wine that's been prepared by a non-jew 
That's one rule too. Well, to what end of the pre- preparation? I don't quite know the okay. specifics, but basically, like you have to just be like a Jewish-owned person or whatever. Winery right? itself, yeah, Got and it. also for it to be considered kosher, to have what's called like you know the stamp on the OU that you can look for on the brand of the uh, of the the food. It has to be a, what's called a rabbi who watches it over the entire time. So they actually hire rabbis to sit at their factories and watch the food being processed, so they can sign off on it. And if you ever check, it says like OU, which is the dairy and um, uh, the kosher symbol. What's that stand for? Do you know? I forget. It's a specific specific kind of like sect or like what like branding. Like these, this is like because there's there's kosher for like specific kinds of Jews, and then there's like the uber kosher for like the even more religious Jews. Like <laughs> this is like a plus kosher. So it's like vegetarian and vegan, basically. I guess you could kind of consider it like that, but you can think about it more like these are the hardcore religious Jews. They only take it from these certain rabbis but the other ones are a little bit more lenient. I see. Okay. Got it. Because like some of them, they get really into it. Like for instance, there's this whole idea of renin, like this, uh, or, or like, or, or the sciatic nerve, for instance, they, they, they go crazy. Like, like if you cut the sciatic nerve on the, um, on the cow, uh, I forget, then it becomes not kosher or kosher or I forget which one. You can't have the sciatic nerve, I think. So for instance, like filet mignon is not kosher, or like that kind of stuff. Certain cuts of meat are not kosher. I don't know. It's cool. Little, Strange. Anyways. Is that like a um, uh, pain to the animal sort of thing, or is that like a? I think so. It also has to do with the verse in the Bible that says you can't eat the, <laughs> eat the blood. So oh, the, so like you 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 have to like salt the meat and like make sure there's no blood hmm. when you cook it. That's kind of one of the big ones there is too. Is there a reason for that? Health. Oh yeah, blood is probably not. A it's good... just raw meat yeah. is probably unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Bronze Age. Yeah. Time. Oh yeah. The more salted and the that, more cooked, so, it's, yeah. it's the healthy. You know, the less the bacteria is going to be there. Crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I would say most of it probably does go back to just you know, like you said, keeping people alive. Yeah, I mean, it is essentially what has, uh, evolutionarily speaking, what has allowed us to separate ourselves from the animals. The idea of you know cooking our food and actually mm-hmm. you know uh, meat consumption in and of itself is just packing so much uh, uh, nutritional information per bite or per you know uh, mm-hmm. the the net gain versus the net loss is mm-hmm. is so high that it's. Um, Although, I mean, based on that, then anything that eats meat should be smarter than, or at least as smart as us. Well, but. yeah. Well, not as smart as us, but they're definitely at that trophic level above the previous, the prey. Yeah, I guess most predators are considered yeah. more intelligent than prey. So, they're one well, level. Eh, yeah, yeah. Usually bigger. Bigger, That's usually smarter. True. Not true. always, but bigger brains. And all that. Does hunting inevitably lead to uh, more intelligence or a higher brain function species hmm. I, I guess kind of like a, a- everything hunts yeah i think it's like a capitalism kind of thing no, it's herbivores. Like, well sure but okay so then what do you mean by hunt i mean they still have you still have to know what what plants to eat that aren't poisonous oh yeah i mean i, I guess that's hunting and gathering yeah but, i mean <laughs> um well no I, I think that's the separation between hunting and gathering gathering is the the plant version and hunting is the stalking of prey where, okay. Um, I, you know, it's not like an Easter egg hunt. I don't think of that as uh, <laughs> the same classification. Well, unless you're hunting the bunny. I, if, the, if the question is, does hunting make you or as a species smarter? I, I don't know. I don't think well, so. Well, theoretically, it, it has because of the protein. Oh uh, well, I mean, uh, but I'm not, not even theoretically. That's the. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, human brain expansion is more attributed to the the cooking of the food and the allowing us to access, like cooking is basically considered like an external stomach. So the cooking breaks things down and allows our body to absorb. And I would say we evolved to be smarter to cook it. Yeah, I think I think it we actually predates to, the cooking. I yeah. really do. I think I think definitely. Yeah, did. I'm pretty sure that the what what, Wait, what, what predates my, the cooking? Well, the our growth ability of our brains. to yeah, our ability yeah, the growth of our brains. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah, um, uh, I'm saying we, I think we ate raw stuff. I think well, yeah. for my anthropology class at college, Fuck yeah, we ate raw stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we ate raw like seafood and raw um, and and shellfish. Yeah, the, the ones in like the southern coast of Africa and eastern coast of Africa, which is where supposedly that is the first growth of our brains, according to you know. Right, but this is this is often pointed to as why like fire is just like such the huge turning point in human evolution. Once we captured fire, once we were able to tame it, then that's yeah. when. No, I'm with you there. Oh, when it, where, right. I, don't I just don't know, know timeline at all. I don't think that's true. No, I'm pretty from, sure. Where, where has that been pointed from? Well, I mean, all of my is. You know, I've seen it on TV. So yeah, that's, that's, exactly. I was going to say, I think I heard that from some recent National Geographic or something like that. Yeah, that's like that, my history channel stuff. That yeah. when we, well, it's a turning well, point no, as far as like, go So the, the idea is that when you cook something, you uh, open up the proteins. And so the proteins are more easily absorbed by uh, the body. Yeah. So once, basically the idea, we created an external stomach I that pre-digested the food that, that allowed sense. us to get more nutrients out yeah, of the yeah. food. So that's why the raw diet is a thing because the raw diet doesn't allow you to absorb all of the nutrients. Most of it just passed through you. So you actually lose weight because you're not bringing on the elements. But the, the cooking of the food actually allowed us to get enough to expand our brain and to expand our higher level functioning. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I, I, I would say it's, I don't know. Are there any other animals that are smart it, enough it to do such It may have accelerated. It may have accelerated. Yeah, that's the that's the, the growth. The, yeah, the, obviously we were already on the train. Yeah. If we were able, if we were able to, to create fire, exactly. we're fucking smart enough. That right, we're already there. We're already making tools. We're already right. Yeah, exactly. I don't society. know if it changed. I, well, there's no, no, no way I, it changed. It no, that I think much. I think the the attribution is that's like the turning point between uh, one of the specific evolutionary periods, like the change right, from like Homo habilis to no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I don't. I don't know the specific uh, iterations of everything. Right. Like, no, no, it wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, we were homo sapiens before we had fire, but, but I guess my point is I can understand that it would be a watershed moment to say like when we started to create fire to use fire as a tool. Um, I don't know. And I can understand that that may have attributed to other things as far as the growth of our brains, but I don't know. It's hard to say. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, on. We would need an anthropologist here. Goes back to our goes back to our specialists. Yeah. Okay, uh, we need specialists. I can here. read you this little quick summary from a sure. book I just found. What's this book? book is called Catching Fire: How Cooking Made Us Human. Mm. Uh, anyway, so the overview is I'll read it. Uh, humans, species in the genus Homo, are the only animals that cook their food. And this guy argues Homo erectus emerged about two million years ago as a result of this unique trait. Cooking has profound evolutionary effect because it increases food efficiency, which allowed human ancestors to spend less time foraging, chewing, and digesting. Erectus, homo, homo erectus developed a smaller, more efficient digest, digestive tract, which freed up energy to enable larger grain growth. He also argues that God, cooking, so cooking yeah, so kind of both, he argues that cooking and control of fire generally affected species development by providing warmth and, and helping to fend off predators, which also helped ancestors adapt to a ground-based lifestyle. Yeah, but essentially the idea being that cooking the food allowed us to shed some of our digestive trail that, you know, led to the, you know, you didn't have to put information into the appendix, whatever the fuck that did. Sure. All hell Prometheus. Prometheus? (laughs) Yeah. 
Prometheus? I mean, we know. Gave, but... gave, gave the gift of fire to men. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Prometheus was a Titan who, who like during the, during the wars between the Titans and the gods, mm-hmm. right? Wait, Prometheus the weren't the gods? No, the Titans. No. The Titans were the were the generation before the gods, right? Yeah. So oh, like sure. Cronus okay. was the was the father of Zeus. Okay. All right. So so Prometheus was part of the Titans, um, and Prometheus sided with the with the, the gods, thinking that they would actually win, and so um, they did. Of course, they you know the 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 gods ended up winning the fight, and so um, Zeus put Prometheus in charge of mankind. Prometheus loved man. Zeus didn't really like him that much. So, but. Uh, Zeus told you know Prometheus was also in charge of fire. Um, if, oh God damn it, not Helios. Uh, Hephaestus, I guess. Um, he, Prometheus stole fire from from the gods and and gave them to the to man, and that pissed Zeus Zeus off pretty fucking hard. So Zeus chained Prometheus up to a mountain for like at the side of Mountain Olympus, and an eagle would come and eat, or a falcon would come and eat his liver every day. And then yep. it would cool and heal at night. So there you go. Come anyway, back and do it again. That's the story of Prometheus for you. <laughs> the liver is the one organism or organ you can cut and keep growing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hmm. There you go. Was that actually known then? I don't no, know. No, I don't think that was known until they started doing transplants. That's kind of a weird. Anyway. There you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it probably was. Maybe it was vaguely known. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, no, no. go ahead. What do you got? Um, yeah, no, I mean, just like, what should we eat though? <laughs> um, getting back to that idea of like, um, you know, the we designing the person. Yeah, exactly. Designing a, a, a diet per, per person. Mm-hmm. Is that feasible? Is that something that we can do at this point? Um, or is it, a, a, is it knowable? Is it something that is like, like quantifiable that we can somehow know that you need this, 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 and this, and this person needs, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, I think most most dietitians and nutritionists have a pretty good idea, and doctors specifically as well have a have a pretty good idea as far as what you as a person, what your nutritional requirements are. You know what I mean? And that that also could include your kind of exercise requirements and however much, however much or however little, etc. Et the things that are good for you specifically as a person to eat. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's discoverable at the very least. Um, I guess then, do we allow that to matriculate into the rest of our eating culture? So, should we be um, catering to this? Should catering pun intended? <laughs> um, should we be you know finding a way to? Um, incorporate that into the way that people eat or incorporating that into the restaurant? Should we be finding a way to to accommodate everything? I think it goes back into the education element of it. Like you as a person, it is up to you kind of to know, you know, sort of what is what's healthier, what's unhealthy for you specifically, Um, which is hard to say. I mean, I don't I, I don't know how that information can be gathered other than just talking to a nutritionist you know what i mean that's the problem <laughs> yeah. but you know why what that also there's an argument that that could be covered you know what i mean if, yeah. if we're talking about whatever you eat leading directly to your medical state a nutritionist as a specialist could theoretically be be covered in under some sort of insurance plan whatever that might be um so those answers could be found yeah but it's it, it is sort of if you're talking about it falling on the government to to 
help this, I guess is ultimately what we're saying. Right? Yeah, to foster this or, yeah. right, to foster this world where where your food is kind of uh, it, better chosen for you essentially, you know what I mean, yeah. without being totally crass about it, um, then sure, that's a way to do it. You simply just have a, a nutritionist as a part of a doctor plan in the same way that you'd have any other specialist, and you would talk to one who can help you decide your dietary requirements or restrictions or ne necessities well, yeah, that goes based on the, your lifestyle. Yeah, the whole idea of the healthcare system in this country being a, a sick care system as opposed to right. a healthcare system. Exactly. The idea, yeah, we'd have to uh, kind of reorganize everything, yeah. but... It, we don't have to reorganize everything. It's, it's, we have, it's, we have to reorganize everything. It's, it's easier to do than fucking human chow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, he, he's saying, he's right. We'd have to or, reorganize our entire medical system into preventative medicine, which yeah. is damn tough. But no, but it doesn't have to be everything. We can take little steps based on the questions that you have. It's not a slippery slope where it's like all of a sudden everything has to change. Oh, fuck. Sorry. All of a sudden everything has to change. It's not, though. That's what I'm saying. It, if, if, if there is a question. Well, no, right? it's, it's not that all of a sudden everything has to change, mm -hmm. but I think we do have to change everything. Sure, that's fine. And we, that, that, that is the slippery it's slope. It's not the slippery slope. <laughs> the slippery slope is saying it, that it's not. This is not. <laughs> well, what's a step in the right direction then? What a step our, in the right direction? Yeah. How can we make our doctors be more preventative? I, I, well, no, I don't think it's a... We're talking about food first, right? Well, that's what I'm talking You know, diet and exercise is being preventative, right? Well, right. But you're now talking about what's a step in, in making our healthcare system better. Yeah. No, that, that sounds like a really good step, though. I mean, just, you know, bringing in a nutritionist into a, a common... Right. Um, uh, a requirement almost. But like that's not the, necessarily the first step. The first step ultimately comes down to the fact that we, we can recognize the fact that that's a necessity. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah, but I, but I mean, I'm thinking practically, like maybe like to get Obamacare, you need to see a nutritionist once a year or something like that. I don't I mean, like, that sounds a little. No, too... that sounds sounds about right. Yeah. Like uh, that, you know, Is you're drinking coffee. Sorry to cut in. Drink my Is coffee. that healthy for the cat? <laughs> yeah, it, it's I got think, cream in yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just smells the cream. Oh. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, he doesn't like anything except for cereal, which I, I think it's just because of the milk. But That's apparently, so funny. yeah, uh, cats aren't really supposed to have that. I haven't had milk in years, man. Oh, really? Yeah, now mm. come to think of it, I haven't had milk in a really long time. Mm. I always had. Uh, that was actually like uh, one of the weird things. Like um, when I was at my fittest, um, I used to uh, drink milk every morning. Um, I, you know, I don't know if that was a. Uh, I uh, just happened to coincide with my time in life, mm -hmm. but um, that it seems like when I cut that out, I started to uh, to pack on poundage. Uh, what uh, what kind of milk? Whole milk? One percent? What are we talking about? Um, yeah, usually two percent at least. Well, I hear whole milk's better. Yeah, so whole milk is better than two percent milk because well, you get the satisfying than... fat. Yeah, supposedly uh -huh. that the, these two percent, one percent, and skim milk are just kind of loading up more sugars instead of the fats. Ah, uh, that makes sense. So it's actually not really that good for you, and in fact, it's better to have the whole milk. Interesting. The fat actually, like you said, satiates you more. Uh, well, so I think that was you know milk is essentially a a meal, so that was kind of like a substitute for breakfast. So that was like the closest thing I've come to eating breakfast in probably fifteen <laughs> years. People always like to throw around that whole point of like humans are the only ones. Who drink the, you know, oh. the, the milk of another species? Uh, 
uh, humans are also the only ones that build skyscrapers. So, <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, nice. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet like I another animal would drink another animal's exactly. milk if yeah. they could. And we, ju- we just witnessed a cat. Do. Try- yeah. Yeah. Cats yeah. do, dogs do. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's kind of like a big thing as to why cats became so synonymous with farms. Like, you know, because when they would milk by hand, some milk would not go into the bucket. And so that's where the cats would kind of start to, to gather. And, um, you know, then they like keeping the cats around because they kept the mice away, which, you know, it's why did the old lady swallow the fly sort of thing at that point. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, food's a weird thing. Well, I mean, so is there a way to get everybody to agree essentially that there is no universal x for nutrition that everybody's diet is different and requires something different well we had the four basic food groups and then we had the food pyramid and right. that's that's all which we was needed. upside down yeah, well does that mean that we're left with nothing does that mean the government should not have a single standard at all of course not yeah well of course so not there should be a baseline standard but it should be tailored to the individual person well, no, no, it's not a question of like what the government is doing. It's a question of what the citizens are doing with respect to their own health and educating themselves and, and how to educate people on this fact. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it's essentially the problem becomes teach a man to fish, you know, teach a man to fish versus give a man to fish. Yeah. Now no. it applies here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem goes back to money, though, and lobbyists in uh, uh, Washington, though. Right. I mean, you know, I grew up with the the, uh, the four basic food groups and then the, the ones after me grew up with the food pyramid. But most of that is, is almost linked directly to lobbying money. So mm-hmm. if you look at the food pyramid, it's almost uh, uh, directly in line with the amount of money that is spent on lobbyists so bread is like the biggest portion and the grain producers in the corn industry are like the biggest funders and you know it goes down to the the meat is next and then like sugar is next and mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it there is like almost a direct correlation between the money and the recommendation hmm. from the federal government that's interesting i've never looked at that before but it's it, um i mean that's just kind of always been the the thing you know the dairy farmers of america the grain farmers of america right i remember that and then there's this idea idea of, uh, of farming for um, uh, or the, the government trying to control pricing. So, you know, we we have corn syrup and everything because the government was trying to uh, subsidize that industry. Whereas, it, it, you know, there's the, the idea that sugar is better or cane sugar is mm-hmm. better for you. Um, so, you know, there is certainly a lot to be done in that arena. But exactly. I mean, that's the biggest thing. How do we get better subsidies on fruits and vegetables, which are the healthier of the two. Fruits and vegetables and meats are the, or not really meats necessarily, but fruits and vegetables for sure are the, the healthier, are, are among the, okay. I, I'm not sure it's a good idea to have any food, any particular food subsidized more than any other food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. think if all food can be kind of subsidized respect, you know, respectfully across the board. Yeah. It's just smarter in general. I mean, you don't think, what happens if it's better for the American economy to subsidize certain farmers of, that use our crops or that are using American crops? Well, then we, because then we fall into the, the, the most healthy thing that you can possibly have for the most part is a balanced diet when it comes to what you eat. As far as your nutritional needs, a balanced diet is, I would argue, probably the best thing you could possibly have. Right. So, so, the, if, so if you're talking about a balance and, and, the only way to really achieve that is to have everything kind of, you know, 
be subsidized specifically for it, maybe that could make sense. You know what I mean? But as far as because it might help the economy overall, is that can that possibly be out? Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. The morality of that being outweighed by our health. I don't know if it follows. You know what I mean? Well, what about when it comes to like welfare? What about when it comes to um, the what, it's EBT? I think it's called when you're mm-hmm. uh, that they accept at you know McDonald's and Burger King mm-hmm. that you your welfare your food stamps essentially can buy you a a happy meal. Mm-hmm. Is is that something that the government should be pushing? Is that something that we should be even allowing, or should we be saying to these poor people that they need to you know consume more nutritious quote unquote food. I I don't understand. I'm sorry. Should we be subsidizing McDonald's with uh, welfare? No. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a no too for me. <laughs> I just simply know why are we giving? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get it's easy for a poor person to just go to McDonald's. I, I totally understand because I do it all the time. I'm a horrible eater. Yeah. But um, yeah, we should be trying to get them. And also eating better makes you psychologically more happy. It brings you out of whatever depression you're in. Totally. It's, it's a good idea for definitely, especially for our poor population to, to get them eating properly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but again, as, as, what, the health aspects of it, right. Go much deeper than just giving, you know, subsidizing McDonald's food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest problem. It, 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 the, there's no easy fix to any of this shit mm-hmm. other than the fact that we have to figure out a way to kind of educate people in general as far as what is... I don't think we can even fucking decide on the fact of what is healthy or unhealthy. Exactly. And that's because people aren't embracing this idea of the fact that it is an individual kind of like... You know why, guys? Because we are all snowflakes. Yeah, no. <laughs> We are politics. We are all snowflakes and we are all unique and different. <laughs> I stole this from Lewis Black, I think. Um uh, you mean Chuck Palahniuk? No, the 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 food thing, the idea of like of of our of our diets being individual and you know, and, God created snowflakes, right? <laughs> the joke. I'm taking the joke from Lewis right, Black. Whatever dude. <laughs> um people don't embrace that point, I think. Um, and at the very least, I don't think it's 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 usually not talked about throughout the media, throughout mm. government, across yeah. the board. Usually, it's everybody's like, "Oh, what is healthy? What's unhealthy? Yeah. Just tell me what it is." Exactly. And unfortunately, that, people aren't comfortable with the idea of, "Look, dude, fucking yeah. some shit's healthy for you, some shit's not healthy for you, and that's not going to be the same for me." And look, I'm sorry, I can't just fucking tell you what's healthy for you. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't. It almost becomes like a religion where people just want answers and right. that's, yeah. It's just easy. It's just convenient. And then that just, it, it essentially breeds an entire market of these yeah. di- diet fads and right. things yeah. that are constantly cycling through because no one has a specific answer or the answer that works for you is, you know, walking to Subway and becoming a pedophile or whatever. Everyone's got their own <laughs> diet plan that, you know, they can they can sell and push and it becomes more of, again, a whole other business, a whole other money generating scheme is trying to convince people that you know what they should eat. Yeah. And it goes back to my that's arguably my biggest problem is it's a question of like of helping people know how to think about things mm-hmm. rather than just fucking getting giving answers to everybody. Yeah. It, it's really frustrating. That's and that's what this question ultimately comes down to in a way um, is back to most of the things. You know what I mean? Teach a man to fish first. Give a man a fish. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, or at the very least, teach him teach a man how to dis, how to figure out what fish is good for him and not poisonous for him 
You know what I mean? Like, so, should we I, teach a man which fish has mercury in it or not? The man mercury. should try to figure it out himself as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure, we can absolutely teach him what has the least amount of mercury, and and, and or maybe this guy needs mercury <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> no, in our in our analogy, yeah, I don't think anyone needs mercury. <laughs> no, no, I understand. But if the but Excuse if the me, analogy, sir, mercury deficiency, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you're a little too sane, sir. <laughs> I think you need a little mercury. So uh, yeah, Freddie Mercury, maybe. But and also that is a problem too. Is I think anybody just kind of ultimately buying into whatever the it was good music, right? I tried. <laughs> um, and yeah, anybody anybody buying into any particular diet for any specific reason is also a little bit tough. And 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 this the second you kind of just believe that this works, even if it is kind of the anecdotal evidence of, of you yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you're losing weight because of this, it doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy. Yeah. You know sure what I mean? Not. Whether you're whether you're on the low carb diet or the fucking Atkins or the fuck or I guess they're the same, I guess. Yeah. Or the only bread or the fucking paleo or the fucking eat right for your blood type or the fucking, you know, only eat fruit and pineapples every fucking day. Well, it's, before the last like hundred years or so, losing weight was considered a symptom, not something to be uh You embraced. know, that's a good point too. Yeah. It was it was it you know, you were it was considered healthy to be <laughs> to yeah. be big. And it, yeah, it, a symbol it, of the upper class. Right. Precisely. Not even just a symbol of the upper class. I mean, it was yeah, symbol identifiable some... that you've had you've had a, the proper amount of food. Right. Wealth and health. and you know, Right. All that. Exactly. Plump. <laughs> Pleasantly. Plump. Pleasantly. Pleasantly so, plump. Yeah. So, uh, so what should we eat? I don't know, man. I don't know. Eggs. God damn it, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> when the politicians keep politicking... Before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Cause the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. I don't Last one in is a rotten egg. Bon appetit, bitches. Steak.